Are you blessed today? Amen. Well, I'm blessed, and I want my, uh, my sister to come up here. My sister, uh, Merle, if you'll just come up here for a moment. Uh, she's just happening to be about 49. Hal, give me that microphone. She might want to say something. Um, she might be about 39 or 49. Uh, oh, we've got to turn it on. Um, and you know, yesterday was three years anniversary of her husband going home to be with the Lord. Now, he didn't serve the Lord for a long time, but he turned his heart and life to the Lord Jesus. And of course, I flew over and did the service for my brother-in-law. And uh, yesterday was three days. And he was quite a guy. Um, he was a Marine. And he had two purple hearts, and he was left for dead. And finally they found him. He was thrown over with the dead bodies. But finally they found that he had some life in him and took him and was bringing him back to the United States on one of the hospital ships after he had gotten uh, coherent. And he always told us a story which we thought he was just telling because he could really tell some stories. I mean, he could tell you some fish stories and some... <laughs> I mean, he could tell you stories that you had no idea whether there was any truth to them or not. And he was a funny guy, but he would tell us the story, and especially his wife, my sister, he would tell her, he said, you know, on that boat back from Germany or wherever he, they sent him to, Korea, uh, from Korea, he said, Billy Graham was on that boat, and um, what was the movie star's name? Webb Pierce. No, it wasn't Webb no. Pierce. He might have been on there. Bob Hope. Bob Hope. And, and that, they, that Billy Graham come and prayed for me, and Bob Hope came and talked to me. And so we, we thought, well, that's just a J.D. Shell tale. <laughs> but, you know, after, after um, his death, and if I'd have had that during his uh, going home service, it would have been awesome, but I didn't have that story to be valid other than through J.D. And so, again, we didn't take everything J.D. said as, as being valid because he could tell them. And you would not know. I mean, you would not know. But anyway, her grandson, wasn't it your grandson, went on the internet and found the story and his picture and Billy Graham praying for him and, and Bob Hope right there as well on that same ship and it showed Billy Graham praying for him and it talked about him, showed his picture. And all these years, we just thought J.D. was telling us one of those tales. Uh, but anyway, she... Wrote a book. Huh? He wrote a book called Tales of a Signal Mountain Boy. He, he lived in Signal Mountain, Tennessee, and that's a very famous mountain right out of Chattanooga. And there's a lot of people up there back a few years ago, and still, you don't want to mess with folks. I mean, I mean, I, I know. I mean, they, you just don't want to mess with those folks that ain't saved. Uh, but anyway, he did. Right before he passed on, he wrote a book that says the tales of... Signal Mountain Boy. The Tales of Signal Mountain Boys. And then in two, also, my brother-in-law, if you go and look on the Internet and you look at a, um, there's a um, space house, and it's on Signal Mountain, Tennessee. It's a very famous place now. Well, he built, he is the one that built the space house. It's on, a, it's on like a little ladder, and you got to go up there, and then it's, it's round. And who in the world would want to live in a round house all over? So he built that, and it's a very famous place. But anyway, she... We, we got to see her last week when we was in Tennessee, but she came out to see us this Wednesday and going home tomorrow. And I don't know why she has to go so quick. 
She said, well, I didn't want to wear out my welcome. And I said, well, you don't give me a chance. And it's a great privilege to be here and to see all y'all people. And I love you, and I've heard lots of good things about you. And I'm really glad to be here. And you know... I love my brother and my sister. She's been more, more than a sister to me. And I'm older than him, so I can tell Oh, you. yeah, you really? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, she's, she's just... Um, she, she, she's our darling sister because when we were traveling, had four kids. She only had five. And so uh, a lot of times when we were traveling, she would keep our four children uh, with her five. And so uh, she had, I, I'm glad we were not there. <laughs> but she endured it all and was such a blessing and been a real blessing to us over the years. And i and, and tell you what. She supports us financially every month. She has for years and years and years. She has um, supported us <clears throat> financially. And, and then uh, Pastor Al just wrote a letter for us uh, in our Don Clowers Ministries. And, and she responded to that with a very, very large offering. And so I just, I, not for that, but she just supports me constantly. And not me, but the church and ministry. And I'm grateful that she could come come here and at least be in the service. I thought she'd stay through at least a week and she could be with me on Tuesday night, but I guess just got to go home. <laughs> Love you. Isn't that awesome? I've got two other sisters. One is, well, we got one, I got another sister just went to heaven not long ago. And then, um, uh, got one in the nursing home that she's battling with uh, Alzheimer's. And um, anyway, I've uh, got another sister that lives in Alabama. And she wanted to come, but she waited too late to get her ticket, so she had to stay home. Anyway, it's good to have you here this morning, all of you. Again, let me just say to you, it's good to have you joining us. You know, and I, I struggled over going back and talking about... Um, the the word of God defies logic and reasoning. I struggled with the title of what I was going to do today, and I wanted to go back to that, but I felt like I needed to to dip into the word of God a little bit more and then come back maybe next week and and finish up that. But today I want to ask you the question, is the word of God alive in your heart? Is it alive in your heart? Now that's a big issue with me because a few months ago, um, a few months ago, I, I preached a message that I had never preached before, and, I, and the title of that message was "Living with God, Not for God." And to me, there's a big difference in living with God and for God. And as I had said in that message that day, I don't live for my wife; I live with my wife and so many people they get it confused that we're living for God but really that's not true once we're born again he's inside us and so we're living with God not for God and I want you to know the Bible the word of God is not simply words about God it is the word of God amen 
So Father, as we come to you today in the name of Jesus, we're grateful, Lord, for those that are with us this morning, watching with us, and those that are here in the church service with us here at Experience Life Church. And I ask that you would, first of all, just anoint every listener, every viewer, wherever they may be, right here in the service, most of all, too, Lord. And I pray that you will anoint me to speak your words. You'll give me supernatural recall to say what you want me to say. And follow your instructions and follow your plan rather than the one that I have. If you want me to go a different direction, just give me that unction to do so and heal, deliver, and set people free today. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Now, many people learn about God from the Bible, and and that's really good to learn about God. But that's not where you should stop is learning about God. The Word of God, the Word of God, now listen to this, is God's voice, but it's in print. But you can hear it. You can hear God's Word. So the Word of God is not just print. It's His voice. It's God speaking to anyone who will believe it. See, and it's active. God's Word, when you let it, it becomes active. It, it is uh, alive. Everybody say alive. alive. See, God's Word is not just a book on, on, with, with print, but it's God's Word, and it's alive. And not only is it alive, but it's sharper than a two-edged sword, able to, uh, to reach and instruct. God's Word will instruct the deepest recesses and core of who you are. Now that's what Hebrews 4 and 12 says, that it will, it will instruct you. See, some people say um, it's sharper than a two-edged sword and it goes to the joints and the marrow. Well, uh, that actually is saying that God's Word will instruct every part of us so that we don't have to be left without a, a knowing or a confidence of what to do in every situation. Now, I want you to think about what I'm about to say here. Our attitude towards the Word of God determines the place that God holds in our life. Think about that. Our attitude towards the Word. See, I, I, I was in prayer this morning and I was thinking about some people that I've known for years and, and, and they're good people. They're good people and they say they're safe. But they probably hadn't read a verse in the Bible in five years. Probably, probably hadn't watched maybe one or two teacher, te- preachers on TV, don't attend church, and things like that. So, so the Bible to them is a book that's good and they know that it comes from God and they're good people. Don't misunderstand me. They're not bad people. They're good people. But see, the Bible is more than something you put on your shelf or your or have a bunch of them lying around. The Bible is, is God talking to us. And I've, I've come to realize over the years, a long time ago, that this is more than a book. It is a book, but it's, it's life. It's not, it's not something that only happened. It did happen, but it happened for a reason, and it happened to give us a voice today. And so our attitude towards the Word of God determines the place that God holds in our life. And the Word of God should be the same. Listen to this. The Word of God, right here, this book, 
should be the same as if God is right here in this room speaking to you and me. Now, it should be that God is right here instead of Don Clowers. When you read this verse instead of Don Clowers, it should be God himself speaking his word to you. And so if you can believe that when you read it, then the word of God becomes life to you and it does begin to live on the inside of you. But as long as you look at it as stories in the Bible and things that happened back in another time, then it's not going to be living inside of you. See, it should never be like a message from an ordinary book. Never should this these be just a Bible story. They're all there for a purpose. You know, some of them are not so good. We read some bad stories in the Bible of, of what happened to people because of their disobedience and, and the things they did wrong. So we should turn, learn from the bad things that happened even in the Old Testament. Even though we're living under grace and we're living in a different time, we should learn that the Bible is God speaking to you and me. Now I know I've been repetitious with that statement, but I, I'm saying that because I really want you to understand it. Now Proverbs verse 4 and verse 22, Proverbs chapter 4 rather, and verse 20 and 22 through 22, it says, My son or my daughter, give attention to my words. Incline, incline your ear to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart, for they are life to those who find them and health to all their flesh. Now I want you to notice, I want you to notice it says, give attention. Give attention to my words and incline your ear, your ear. Are you getting it? See, see if you, if you go back to what I've said several times, God's voice, it's not just print on the page, but listen, put your ear, incline to hear my sayings. Don't let them depart from your eyes. Somebody said, well, I, I, I can't keep the Bible in front of me 24 hours a day. Well, it's not what he's saying. But keep them in the midst of your spiritual eyes to where you can constantly just remember and see things. Uh, you know, uh, and then it said, keep them in the midst, keep them, keep them, everybody say, keep them. Keep them, keep them in the midst of your heart. So when you, when you really believe God's word and you read God's word, something begins to come alive to you when you believe. See, my wife and I, we've been reading through the Bible now for, I guess, 50 years. And, um, you know, I've, I've read... I've read through the Bible more than uh, 50 times, but we read through the Bible every year. Now, you can do that and just sit there and read words, or you can, you can take your time and not try to, to <clears throat> you know, if you don't finish the, today's reading, that, that's no big deal. Get involved in today's reading that we are reading through the Bible, and we're not reading through the Bible just so we can say we read through the Bible, but I read through the Bible to hear God talk to me, and, and you know what, every time, every time I read through the Bible, I see things that I have read over 50 times, and sometimes maybe over 100 times, that I had never really let it speak to me before. I mean, it's amazing 
what we should do with God's Word and how it should live in us, not just be a good book that we have. And the Word of God says it's life to those that find them and health to their flesh. Wow. The Word of God is life. See, and I said, is God's Word living in you is my question. The title of my message is God's Word living in you. Or is it just something every now and then you pick up and it says, it says in 1 Corinthians. No, it's not what it says in 1 Corinthians. Is it living on the inside of you? Is it life uh, to you? And he said, he said, it says, the word of God says, it's life to those that find it and health to their flesh. And, and that's what we're seeing, that God's word brings health. God's word brings healing. And then Job said, I, oh, I love this. Job said, I have esteemed your words more than my necessary food. Yes. Wow. I have esteemed your word more necessary than food. You know, how often do we eat in a day? You know, how many times do we snack in a day? How many times do we, uh, and, and how many times do people have mindless eating? For instance, maybe they be sitting at the TV and got the snacks beside them. And not even realizing how much you're eating. Why can't we get to the place where we eat the Word of God so much we don't even know how much we got? Woo! Wouldn't that be good? See, Job said, I count the Word of God more important than the meals that I eat each day. And David wrote, he said, Thy Word, O Lord, is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. So David, way back we look at King David, and he said, The Word of God is a lamp to my feet and it's a light to my feet. It's a lamp to my feet and a light to my pathway. And Peter said it this way. He said, the flower may fade, the grass shall winter, wither, but the word of the Lord shall stand forever. Woo! That just blesses me and makes me want to have a Pentecostal fit. I thought Joy was going to have a Pentecostal fit and worship this morning. Oh, it was just going on the inside of you. You know, I, I tell you, our viewers, if they could have been here with us in worship this morning, I'm telling you, if they could have been here with us in worship, I'm telling you, I, I don't know because it was just so good. It was so good. Amen. Amen. But he said, the flower may fade, and I know I'm being repetitious here, but I like it so much I want to say it again. You ever like it when somebody close to you says, I love you? You ever like that? Yeah. Well, you know, I, I like to hear it. Uh, Sharon will say to me lots of times, just out of the clear blue, I love you, Don Clowers. And I said, what'd you say? <laughs> what'd you say? <laughs> I want to hear it again. <laughs> Well, I think God's the same way. He wants, us to, he's, he wants us to say, I love you, I love you. But I want to read this scripture or, or this quote again. Peter said, the flower may fade and the grass shall wither, but the word of the Lord will stand forever. And, and you know, Solomon said these words that I just read from the Bible, that, that God's words are life and health. Or literally, that the words of God bring healing to your body and give you eternal life. Yes. Wow. 
See, we're not just going to live here on this earth, but one day when this body goes away, it goes back to dust. Our spirit goes to God. And then if we happen to be the ones that's here when that trumpet sounds, woo! in a twinkling of an eye, we're going to be transformed. The dead in Christ, our loved ones, they will go first and then the rest of us, we're going to be caught up following those that's going up to be with Jesus. So we've got eternal life. I love God's word. I love to talk about God's word. Can you say amen? amen. Now, um, Solomon said, again, I want to say it's, it'll bring healing to your body. Now, and we know, we go back to Genesis, and it was the word that spoke, um, it spoke eternal life, or it spoke in the entire creation into existence. And let me just go through a few of them. God said, let there be light. Yes. God said. And it's in the Bible. Yes. Come on. Yes. See, this is in the Bible. I don't care what scientists say. Yeah, absolutely. I don't care what, what our agnostics and infidels say. God's word said, yes. let there be light. Yes. God said, let there be a firmament. Yes. God said, let the waters be gathered together. God said, let the earth bring forth grass. God said, let the waters bring forth abundantly. God said, let us make man in our own image, after our own likeness, and let them have dominion over all the earth and all that dwells within. Yes. So, let's take the word of God and take our dominion that God said we had through God's word. Let's quit putting up with all this stuff we put up with. You know, sometimes we just put up with stuff. I mean, we just put up with stuff. You know, sometimes, oh, my knee, oh, my knee, oh, my knee. I mean, I don't say that, but sometimes somebody does. Oh, my shoulder, oh, my shoulder, oh, my shoulder. Well, you know, you can really change that and say, my knee is being healed in Jesus' name. My shoulder, instead of complaining about the pain, just say something that's going to bring life to your shoulder, that's going to bring life to your knee, life to your back. You know, it's easy for us to tolerate and put up with stuff. But we don't have to tolerate and put up with stuff. God said, let there be light in there was. So I just believe that. See, God's word. Now, I, I, I'm telling you, I want you to think about this. When I, when, I, when I was thinking about this and I put this down, I said, I, I said it this way. God's word should be so real to you as though the master stood in the room and spoke personally to you. When I read this, this is like the master having conversation with me and, and the master saying, Don, I'm talking to you. Flame, I'm talking to you. Amen. Al, I'm talking to you. Amen. See, don't just read it. Let, let it realize God's talking to you. The Word of God is designed by the Father to be life. As I keep saying, the Word of God is designed... And I know I'm being real, real simple this morning, but I want to be. It's designed to bring real life to you. Yes. See, 
we're born into this world and, and we become alive as a human being. And we have a spirit, we have a soul, and we have a body. But when God's word's in you, then you become alive in the spirit world. And when you're alive in the spirit world, you live a bigger life. You can live a bigger life than you do without God's word. See, many people, they, ha they have lots of money and they have, they have more homes and boats and planes and stuff than they can. They can but, but, you know, that's, that's not life. I mean, that's, that's nice that people's got that. But, you know, life is not in things. I mean, that's, I know people, people have them, and I'm not against people have them. And I, know, and I used to, our ministry used to own an airplane. As a matter of fact, we've had six different airplanes. And, uh, and, you know, one of the things I left out that I used to do in one of my play airplanes that a guy gave me from Blythe, California, he liked me, and he said, here's a little plane to play with. It wasn't one to fly with, and, and it wouldn't go very fast, and it had canvas all over it is made out of canvas but you know sometimes I'd get on the freeway and fly over the freeway and the cars would be going faster than I would <laughs> it's just a little play airplane that I'd go into but sometimes I'd get that airplane and and you know it wouldn't go real high sometimes I might get it up to 11,000 feet something I might but that was a pretty cool day when I got it up to 11,000 feet. But anyway, I, I remember lots of times I'd take that little plane out and fly it and I'd just put the power on and I'd just see how far it would climb and then finally it'd just go chug, 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 chug. <laughs> just couldn't handle it anymore. The, the propeller couldn't take in any more wind and then it'd just start falling over. And when it fell over, that was so much fun. I'd just let it keep falling and going and spinning and spinning and spinning till I got down to about a couple of thousand feet and then I'd pull it out of the spin. You know, I, I've said I've enjoyed a number of different things in life. And then a, a, a friend of mine, he had this old... Uh, biplanes or no warplane biplane and it didn't have any top on it and um, sometimes we'd take that thing out and we'd just fly upside down just fly all over I tell you the work the earth looks different when you're flying upside down and that one had enough power to do what mine never would do uh, we, we, sometimes I'd get that thing out and I'd just go and I'd pull it up and I'd do a loop oh was that fun to just go all the way around and just go all the way around you know uh, you, you know your speed as you go and, and then you get on your back and then all at once you just start heading down again and, and then when you start heading down you get lots of speed but you know all of those things has nothing to do with the joy and the peace and the presence of the Lord amen. can you say amen, amen. you know I, I've been thinking about skydiving for my next birthday again you know, just to do something, just to go up there and maybe I can uh, have some kind of little something and write Jesus as Lord as I, as I open up my parachute. Who knows? Anyway, I'm just having fun now. But the Word of God was designed by the Father. Mm. Come back to reality now. <laughs> the Word of God was divine, designed by the Father to be life to all who believe. And in John chapter 4, Verse 23 and 27. Jesus answered and said to him, If anyone loves me, he will keep my word. And my Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our home with him. 
He who does not love me, wow, does not keep my words. And the word which you hear is not mine, but the Father's who sent me. The gift of his presence, these things I have spoken to you while being present with you. But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring you your remembrance And he will bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled. Neither let it be afraid. Now, you know, as I I read this, I was just thinking, it says, my words, my, my, the words which you hear, He who does not love me does not keep my words. And the words which you hear is not mine, but the Father's who sent me. So when we read the Bible, when we read God's Word, we should not justify why we don't do what the Word of God says. See, it's easy for people to read the Bible and know what the Bible says. You know, this week, uh, I think it was Tuesday, Joyce Meyer was in town, her and her husband, and she invited me over. She was doing some uh, recording for Daystar. And so she invited me over to spend some time with uh, her and Dave. And so we were talking and she said, you know, she said, Don, it's amazing to me how people serve God. And we were talking about a fence, how people hold a fence. I mean, you don't have to keep on going on relationships when something goes wrong, but holding the fence just keeps God's Word from living inside of you. See, if you let the offense go, you know, there's nothing that says all relationships have to be reconciled and be back where they were, because many of them it's not possible to happen. And many times it's time to move on. Because, you know, you, you, you realize that that wasn't working for you. And, and I'm not talking about marriage here. I'm talking about relationships and even in churches and things of that nature. But, you know, uh, she, said, she said, you know, I just have learned myself. She said, I used to be angry. I used to be mad. I used to hold grudges. I used to pout. And she was saying all the things she used to do. She said, but the more the Word of God became alive to me, the less angry I got, the less things that people did to me hurt me. On and on and on, you know. And she said, I began to realize that life can be much better when you let God's Word become alive on the inside of you. Can you say amen to that? Now, these words from Jesus, I want to say it again in a different way. These words from Jesus should be as personal to you as though you were in the only one in the world. Oh, did you hear that? I got it even on the screen. These words from Jesus should be as personal to you as though you were the only one in the world. Somebody said, you mean I'm that important? When you're living, letting the Word of God live, they should be as if you're the only one in the world. The Master is talking to you. You know, this morning in my prayer time, I'm... uh, 
<clears throat> somebody, I don't know if there's somebody in the church or not asked me, said, would you send me all those scriptures that you use before you, you pray? And I don't even remember who it was. It may have been somebody in the other part of the world or something. Anyway, I just copied and pasted my scriptures that I've got on my computer, and, and I send them. But, you know, I'll go through these scriptures before prayer, and it's just like it sets me up. So that when I get ready, <clears throat> get down to the part of the actual prayer, praying for people, I've already spoken God's word. So when I'm praying, I'm not praying for my needs. I'm speaking life. I'm speaking life because I've taken God's word and I begin to read God's word. Uh, I, 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 many of them I'm, I already know and can quote them just as good as I can read them. But I like my eyes to look at them. I like it for my mouth to speak out the word of God. So my, my eyes see, my ears are hearing me read, my voice is speaking out into the air and I am putting the demon forces down by speaking. Speaking God's word out of my mouth. And then as I get down to that scripture. Put on the whole armor of God. I begin to say Lord protect my mind. Help my mind today. That I don't let it be filled with evil thoughts. And then Lord anoint my eyes with the eye salve of the Holy Ghost. Let me just be anointed to see beyond my problem. Let me see beyond the world that I'm living in. Let me see into this future. Let me see into the spirit. God just help my tongue and my mouth. Guard my tongue. Help my, my lips and my words to be words of life. And, and Lord help me to guard my heart so that I, I don't let my emotions rule me today. I don't let anything on. And help me to put on that shield of faith. And when the fiery darts are coming, when the fiery darts are coming, bang! Bang! They're not hitting my heart. Bang! Woo! Woo! I, I, I almost shouted right there, folks. I almost did a Holy Ghost dance. <laughs> Somebody's looking at me and said, are you for real, Pastor? Yes, sir. I put on that shield of faith so whatever is said, whatever is done, bing, 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 bing. Not, not getting to me. I got on the shield of faith. And then I just tighten that belt of character and godliness and righteousness. And I put on the, the shoes of salvation. And I say, God, my steps are ordered by you today. Woo! See, Christ is the reason for eternal life. And our life should honor God every day by doing his word. I don't know about you, but I'm having fun talking about this. Whether anybody's getting anything out of this or not, I'm enjoying what I'm talking about. See, Hebrews 4 and 12, I talked about this a while ago, but I'm going to read it now for 12 and 13. For the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. And there is no creature hidden from his sight. There is no creature or nothing we could say. There is nothing that's hid. <laughs> there is nothing that is hid from his sight. But all things are naked and open to the eyes of him to whom we must give account. 
All things are naked. Nothing is, nothing is here. No matter how you whisper or where you go into the dark, nothing is hid from God. See, this is a very powerful statement to me. No created thing is hidden from God. And the word of God takes on personality. Did you think about that? See, the word of God is not just words, but it's personality. It's God talking, just like I have a personality. God's word has personality. And God's word is good. God's words and his personality is not flaky. God's word is not up one time and down the next. You know, I got, you know, over the years, I got people that's just been flaky, that's been, say they're, they're my friends, they've just been flaky. I don't pay no attention to that. I don't get up or down or bad or bothered. They just, I just let them live their life. Hey, I got me to take care of and keep me sane. Keep me, keep the word of God living inside of me. I can't be talking about what you're doing. See, our main contact from God is through his word. Yes. Reading it, hearing it, meditating it, speaking it, yes. doing it. Yes. Let's not be hearers only or readers only. Let's be doers. Yes. His word is God speaking directly to you. Yes. Everybody say, God's word, God's word is, directly is directly speaking to me. See, God's word will feed you, build your faith, reveal his love, give you direction, show you how to live, how to treat others. It's food for your life. Yes. Amen. Amen. And see, God's word. Now, this is not in my notes, but I feel like I'm being led by the Spirit here. I feel like I'm being led by the Spirit here. Hang on with me just a minute. You know, that's one thing I like about our church. It's not a production. Amen. We just, a few of us here, I mean, not a, not a great big church here, but we are all over. Right. I was looking last night at, on our report we got in the countries. My goodness, the countries. I was blown away at the countries of people that are watching us. And right now, uh, I, and, and I keep saying about people that Facebook is not our platform. It's, it's through Lightcast is where our platform comes and people watch us in different places of the world. But, you know, um, I forgot where I was going. <laughs> How many countries was watching us? And, and, you know, I'm speaking words of life to people not because... I, I, I want a place to preach. I'm speaking and doing this because I want to bring life and help your life to be better while we live here on this earth. See, that's what it's all about. It's for us to grow every day and to get better. I've taken a side tour and I forgot what my tour was going to be. Oh, we're not a production. See, Joy was listening. 
And that's why I stepped down here to say we're not a pro production, and that's why I like the idea that we could sing that song longer, the song Miracles, we could sing it longer this morning. And I like that, because one pastor here in town, sweet man of God, they got two services every Sunday, and they got different campuses around town, and, and he was together with me, and we was having some little snacks and stuff. And he said, well, Don, you know, our service is a production. And his daughter told me, she said, yeah, and if dad gets on a story, we don't know what to do because it's all the time to the second. And it, it ends at the second. But if dad puts in a story that, that's not on the, the, the agenda, now he said, Donna, our services are a production. Well, I'm not going to be criticizing only to say that we need God to be more than a, a service, to be more than a production. We need to come in here with a hungry heart and open up our heart and just, just let the Holy Ghost begin to flow. And you know, when I was in Bogota here a couple of Sundays ago, uh, or the last service we had, and, and, and I was speaking, and the pastor uh, in, interpreted for me, which is highly unusual. Usually they have, and there's plenty of people that speak English and others that could have done it, but it was highly unusual for the past, one of the pastors of the biggest church uh, that uh, he, he said, I want to interpret for you. And so anyway, th there was such hunger there. Uh, it, it was just amazing because when the people came in, and anyway, I looked at my clock and I knew I should be through. And I looked at him and I said, I, I, I feel like I should go a little bit longer in the spirit because people started weeping and started crying. And he started crying. His wife fell on the floor and was just, just out in the spirit. And, and the glory was coming down. Folks, I, I don't want to be a production. I want to be in the spirit. I want to see power. I, I want to hear testimonies like Pastor Al last week. There's no more active melanoma in my body. Whatever it is in your body, in your mind, in your soul, I want to see it get out and you walk by faith and not by sight. Can you say amen? amen. Now, here's what I, I feel led to do. I don't normally do this, but if you believe God's word, God's word teaches us to be a tither and to be a giver. And to you that's watching, God talks to you and you should be a tither and you should be a giver just as much as people in the church. See, if you've got a church, I believe you ought to tithe in your church if you're getting fed there and you're growing there. If you're not, get out and get in one where you will. Amen. But you know what? I want to stop I'm not stopping. I'm, I'm changing. So I'm, I'm going to come back and finish. But I, I, I feel like right now, because what happens at the end, people start turning the internet off when I start talking about the offering. They start switching off and going on about their business. But I want to start talking about tithe right now and give people in the audience a chance to give a tithe or offering, whichever. If I'm your pastor, and we got many people in the world that says I'm their pastor, and, and they don't have churches, and people watch us. You know, it's amazing. Asia and places you go, people don't have nothing, but they got the cell phone. Folks, you would.
be surprised in the poorest places of the world. I mean, where they're squatters and they're stealing electricity off of the, the electricity and their home. You just, you, you wouldn't go in there, but it's where they live. But you'll find them with a the cell phone and how they do it. And they're watching. Well, maybe we, right now, somebody's watching in that part of the world and God can get their attention and they can realize they don't have to live like a squatter or, or be a squatter and just, you know, they just put these cardboards up and they put tin up and sometimes they get wood and, and it's just a little bitty thing and say maybe four or five kids in there and then the kids are running up and down the, 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 the not, it's not a road, but where they're going and, 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 and who knows, right now God could, transform one of them they could take the word of God let it become living inside of them and I know a number of people that's come to our meetings in these countries that's got out of that condition because they they heard us and I know many of them I can start calling some names right now but I won't do that just I don't want to embarrass anybody but they lived in those conditions and I remember one country we were in and, and there was a couple that would meet me at the airport they didn't have to but then they'd pay their own little way to get there you know and they just wanted to to um, ride with me from the uh, uh, airport to the hotel and and of course I'd always give them some money because they came but they they would do anything in the world for me I mean they would do anything for me they would serve me to no end and and they took me to their house one time and and it was in the squatters area and uh, my heart was broken. My heart was broken. And of course, you know, we helped them. But they they believed God. And I said, you don't have to live like this. As smart as you are, the two of you are, I said, you can be doing all kinds of things. You, you know, God connected them. And now they got a beautiful home. They got a car. I mean, uh, I, I, I see them on Facebook. They're eating in restaurants all the time. I, I'm telling you, it's exciting. And in Papua New Guinea, you remember the guy that took us to, him and his wife took us to their house, and he got saved in our meeting in Papua New Guinea, but we came back a couple of years later, and, and he, he was my driver. I don't know how he became my driver. Uh, he didn't have a car, but the company we rented the, the, the transportation from, he, happened, he, he saw that it was me, and he asked the company, could he be our driver? Well, we wasn't even supposed to, to, to go in certain neighborhoods, but he said, here's where I used to live. We used to live under this house, my kids and I. But he said, I drank up all the money. He said, I had a job, but I drank up all the money. And we used to live under this house. But he said, took us over and he showed us the house they now have that has electricity and running water. And he said, it's because I got saved and I changed my life. Woo! You know, just knowing that people's lives are changed just gives me joy. And so I want to receive our tithes and offerings right now. And people that's watching, why don't you, whatever app you're watching on, why don't you just go ahead that's never given. I'm talking to someone that's never given. You watch us because I know I see you. Uh, I see where you are. I don't know your name, but I see what country you're from. I see what city you're from. I don't know where you live exactly, but I know you're watching. I don't know your name, but somebody today, I, I want them to just do something today, and I want 
going to receive our offering now. There we go. There's where they send it to, elglobal.church. Just go there, and when you do, you'll find that little app. You click on that right there, that little thing in the right-hand, lower right-hand corner. You just click on that where it says learn more. Click on that, and that'll just show you how on your credit card you can give. And thanks to all the people that are. And so let's just bring our offerings and tithes up here right now. Would you bring your tithes and offerings up here right now? And then I'm going to read another. I'm going to finish here. And uh, um, as, I, as I, I begin to finish, uh, I want you, Rosa, why don't you come on up here? And uh, let's, let's, just, let's just finish up. And again, I'm, I'm not uh, going to preach a long time today. Uh, I, I could, I could preach two hours today, but I, I just feel like somebody is, is moving right now in the spirit. What's her name? Sister Needmore. I almost didn't recognize you. My goodness, she looked like this young woman that just come in here. Give, give Sister Needmore a great big hallelujah. She's such a woman of God. I forget the country you're from. Zimbabwe. Zimbabwe. And her mother finally went home to be with the Lord. And I think she was 108. And her mother, she talked to her mother about me. And her mother would pray for me. And we've had a lot of conversations over the years. And she'd go back to Zimbabwe. And times she's needed to go somewhere. And and you know didn't have the money and God had just provided the money I mean it's the kind of God we got folks I don't just say these words to be saying them I could give you testimonies and testimonies and testimonies of people's lives that have been changed because they have let the word of God become alive inside them and Sister Needmore she has the word of God alive on the inside and that's how her mama stayed uh, in this world 108 years was because she was a mighty woman of God. Anyway, uh, thank you for giving and thank you for your tithe. But the Bible says in Matthew 4 and 4, now listen to this. Jesus told him, the scripture tells us that bread won't feed men's soul. Obedience to every word of God is what we need. Bread will only get you for a few hours. It'll only take you a few hours till you got to have bread again. But he said, obedience to every word of God is what we need. Then 1 Thessalonians 2, verse 13. 1 Thessalonians 2, 13. For this reason, we also thank God without ceasing. Because when you receive the word of God, which you heard from us, you welcomed it, notice this, you welcomed it not as the word of men. You welcomed it not as the word of men. I haven't been speaking the words of men. And you know Paul said, I've come to you speaking in power, not with man's wisdom and man's word, but I've come to you in power and in demonstration. And Jesus said, the words that I speak are not my words, but the words of the Father. And here he's saying, for this reason we also thank God without ceasing, because you received the word of God which you heard from us. You welcomed it, not as the word of men, but as it is 
in truth the word of God which also effectively works in you who believe. Paul said when you received the word which you heard from us you welcomed it not as the word from men but from God. I'm not speaking my words but I'm speaking the word of God. Let it live and abide in you. Why don't you just lead us in worship? Thank you, Jesus. Worship the Lord, would you?
Tell him you love him. Lord, Come on. right here because this is so powerful about what I'm about to say and that song I love you I love you I love you there's nothing you could have done any better right now Rosa than that particular song because I love God I love his word I love to be in church I love to be with God's people I don't like to be in environments that's not healthy I don't like to be in environments where bad words are being spoken I don't like to hear profanity. And if we go to a movie and happen to be profanity and we get up and walk out, we just, you know, I just like to be with Jesus. I live with him. And so anything that's contrary or contradictory to the life of faith and the life of God, I want to be, I don't want to be a part of it. But I want you to listen uh, Cheryl, I, I, I want you to go down to page, because uh, I, I want them to read this. Go down to page five. And on page five, I, I, I put this together. I was just thinking about it. And uh, the words of God should become you. The words of God should become you. If you can find that, Cheryl, just put that up for me. The words of God should become you. They should be to you like blood is to life. Like breathing is to living. I want to say it again. Go back, Cheryl. Go back. The words of God should become you. They should become you. They should be like blood is to life. And like breathing is to living. You can't live without blood flowing through your veins, inhaling and exhaling. It's constant. Once you quit breathing, blood stops flowing and you die. Well, this is how important the Word of God is to our daily life. I want to do that whole thing one more time. And then I I promise you I'll close with this. The words of God should be become you they should be like blood is to life like breathing is to living you can't live without blood flowing through your veins and inhaling and exhaling it's constant once you quit breathing blood stops flowing and you die well this is how important the word of God is 
in our daily life. That's powerful. That is very powerful. The word of God is the same as blood is to my body and making me live. Oxygen and breathing the, the air is something I constantly do. Or the word of God should be the same. I hope you got something out of this today. I want you to stand on your feet and I want to pray for you that the Holy Spirit will just minister to you today and throughout the week. And, and you know, we're, we're going to be doing some things for growth in here. We're going to start in September. And I want you to pray that God will, I mean, we, we can't have, I don't want a big, you heard me say it. We're just a family. We're just a family. And I'm glad that, you know, Flame didn't totally have, well, Joy was there, but she didn't totally have to face her situation alone. I don't want you to face your situation alone. I could go on and tell you about a lot of things that we do that you don't know, that we don't need to talk about from the pulpit. But people that's not even here this morning, that, you know, is a part of what we're doing. We're a family. And I want this family to grow a little more in here. Because there's some things I want us to accomplish for God, not just through the internet. But I want us to accomplish some things. And you are so anointed. You're so anointed. And I want to help people comprehend that Jesus is coming soon. Jesus, somebody said, well, I've heard that all my life. So have I. So have I. My mama, when she died, was, she died 30 years ago. We'll be in September. Well, it'll be, nine, it'll be 29 years in September. And my mama never knew I was moving to Texas. She, my, my mom was my, I mean, my mom, I can't even tell you. She's just like her. There's a, there's a picture of my mama right there. And, uh, and you sit and talk to her and you talk to my mama. And you watch her eat and you watch my mama eat. She digs in her food just like my mama dug in her. But my mama never knew I was moving to Texas. She died, I think, on Friday. I think it was Friday. We buried her on... No, she died. Anyway, we buried her on Saturday. I did her funeral. And on Monday, we had the movers come and pack us up and move us to Texas. She never knew. And my daddy was alive and broke my daddy's heart. But I'm here because God brought me here. I didn't need to come to Texas. We had a ministry flourishing. God was, we had a beautiful building. I just saw it the other day when we were over in Tennessee. Beautiful building. And uh, <clears throat> didn't know very much money on it at all, you know. But God brought us here. And I'm here obeying God. <clears throat> But I want you to pray that our steps will be ordered by the Lord. Yes. Amen. Amen. I don't want to do anything just to do something. I want the power <laughs> of God to come in. And when the power of God begins to explode in people's life, they can't help but go out and heal the sick and do the work of Jesus. Amen. Father, I pray over everyone in this room today.
wherever there's a lack or need, I pray that I pray that somehow in some way you will touch every heart and life that's in this room today. That they will see today how they are the living word. They become the living word. They become the word. That God's word should be alive in them 24 hours a day, 365 days a year, even though while they're sleeping, that the word of God is alive inside of them. So wherever there is a lack or need or a greater revelation to come forth, bring it forth right now. Bring it forth right now. Bring it forth right now, right now in Jesus' name. And Father, our viewers that are there right now or that will come later, watch a later version. I pray, Lord, that they'll find help and healing and let the word become first place in their life. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Give Jesus a hand clap of praise. Bless you. Say bye to the people in the internet and y'all have a great day or a great night, great morning, wherever you're watching from. Amen. Bless you.